It's time for another episode of the Cultural Hall. It's episode number 347. Here, now more than ever, let me tell you why you should be a subscriber on Patreon to the Cultural Hall. We already did a whole opening exercises. That video available only in the sacred, not secret, Facebook page uh, that you have to be a Patreon subscriber to be a part of. Uh, you can see Brother Kyle and I do this, what we're going to try and remanufacture, but do it a whole lot better because it was uh, the original one uh, in opening exercises. It's patreon.com slash the cultural hall. Uh, remember, at uh, midnight on the end of September, the 1st of October, uh, I'm going to be closing out that option to be a $1 subscriber to the the Patreon and uh, and it'll cost you a little bit more and to be able to get a part of that group if you're a one dollar subscriber you'll be able to maintain that but don't leave because you can't come back at a dollar so help me uh, we're doing articles of news and uh, brother Kyle you haven't been here in what seems like a month maybe three weeks Is it probably three weeks you're usually my go-to guy you've been lifing uh, quite a bit. Uh, I, I yes. know. I know. With you being the uh, coach of your kid about the the mountain biking the football team. team. Oh, mountain biking. Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine <laughs> me as a football coach? All right, guys, get in. You know what? Actually, I don't care. Let's go. You guys want to go? Let's go listen to some <laughs> punk music. I'm out of here. Some new wave. You want some new wave music? Uh, how it, it, is it season? Is it mountain biking season? Is or is that all year long? It it's uh. It's really all year long, but for the high school league, it begins uh, when the school year starts okay. and goes for five races. So we're we're uh, halfway through, or a little more than half, so we're almost done. Now, you you talked in the past about your pseudo-kid coming from, like, nothing to be in first place for the ladies. Yeah. My pretend daughter? Yeah. Yeah. How is that going? How is so, she doing? So she, we raced in, in Ver- so we went to Vernal. It's been two weeks now, mm-hmm. or almost two weeks we went to Vernal, so I'm like, oh, we got to go Vernal, to Vernal. Vernal, a small town outside of Salt Lake City, a couple hours. Yeah, my, uh, uh, an oil town, kind of. Yep. So it was built up. A lot of fracking. Dinosaur town, I think is what they're popular for. Uh-huh. So we were kind of like, eh, we got to spend a night or two in Vernal. I'll tell you what, the nicest people in Vernal. Hmm. Seriously. Really? We loved it. Good food, too? Yeah. They're actually good places to eat. Like hometown kind of diner? Yeah. Like, okay. you know, kind of the hole in the wall. Yeah, yeah, Really yeah. good yeah. stuff. The grill's been there for 75 years. You yep. ain't getting nothing seasoned like that. Everybody, like in the grocery store on the way out, the, the guy there, you know, asked me, you know, how we're doing, pat me on the back on the way out. Like old town. Yeah. Super nice people. Yeah. So we had a good, so. And they knew you were not from there, right? I don't, like, evidently not. Obviously not. not. <laughs> I, I, I imagined. That the, ain't Dave's kid, is it? <laughs> nope. Better be friendly. <laughs> So there's that there's a movie where a couple like with Tom Hanks or something is selling their home because the they're getting a divorce yeah, and, and they're like if you <laughs> we will pay you to be nice to people yes and I imagined that happened the mayor like I will pay you all to be nice so that these people come back uh-huh. as tourists because the town is failing in the mining industry yeah, yeah. well it w- it boomed for a while and then it just yeah it ate it yeah uh how did how did your pretend it, daughter do so she did. She came across the line uh-huh. in second place in tears. Oh, because it should have been first in her mind. She at the at the last corner she slid out ah, and got passed. Ah. Um, so, but it was good because it was like a life lesson of. Mm-hmm. And and I said, you know, if you weren't pushing to your, she was like, you know, I was just pushing too hard. Mm-hmm. I said, if you weren't, you would have been in fifth place. Right. So I'm so proud of you for pushing that. You found your limit and you pushed it, and, and that's awesome. It seems like a lesson that a dad would say, but this is your pretend daughter, so when are we going to lock that down? <laughs> I mean, basically now that in less than two weeks I'm going to be a married person, I feel like... Don't you we know, need one single person no, in, in the like cultural hall? I feel like by virtue of me being an almost married person, it basically qualifies me to give advice to everyone who's single. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, your family loves your your uh, your lady more than me. Uh, you love your lady more than me. Yeah. Oh wait. <laughs> Does your kid like your uh, like your lady friend? They actually get along extremely well. So what more are you asking for? Uh, I mean, she didn't put me up to this, and and I don't know. I know. I, I would imagine, uh, knowing what I know about you, uh, though you put up a kind of a tough-ish front, and certainly there were some negative things about your first marriage, I would suspect that some of the, your hesitation is because of either the heartbreak or the um, uh, 
maybe disappointment or some some something that still exists from your first marriage? Actually, almost zero. Really? It's a million other things. I mean, we don't have the time to get into the okay. complexity of our lives. Please sit there, <laughs> Kyle, for I have a few questions <laughs> that I'd like to ask you. Uh-huh. Uh, so nothing to do with that. Mm-mm. Oh, all right. Well, well, a little bit in that she has, you know, poisoned my son's head a little bit about me moving on and, you know, when I get married and he'll be, you know, second chair and some stuff like that. But as he's gotten older, I don't worry about that as much. That he would be second chair to her? Mm-hmm. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. I mean, in a way, right? Like that's a chair that I never got when I got married to my ex-wife. Uh, who had a kid like mm-hmm. I was never a first chair ever and I think uh, on some level you have to be but there's a it, it is a fine balancing act between yeah the child and the new spouse for yes. sure yeah absolutely interesting I make sure that she listens to this so. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if she's listened in, in a while she usually would mention stuff really she'd listen to it when she's running or something sure sure uh, what else but, is new for you? Anything? Um, my, my, my son next, or uh, this coming Saturday is going to prom. Okay. Oh, uh, not prom. Or, or, or homecoming. homecoming. Same yeah. thing. As yeah. I always say, yeah. same, it's a, it's a waste of money, dumb homecoming. dance. Homecoming. It's the prom of the fall. <laughs> oh, is that what his prom is in the spring and yeah. homecoming is fall? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cause so, you're coming home. You're coming home to your high school and, and prom is you're promenading as you exit the high school. Yeah. He's going with a bunch of friends from his mountain bike team. Yeah. So it's a bunch of big quadded men and women. No, it's a bunch of skinny, scrawny little With big guys. quads, though, don't yeah. they? Every biker I've ever met, it's like skinny, skinny. And that's not shame. I'm not fat shaming. Please don't contact at theculturalhall.com no, me. No. Those are big big thighs of the both men and women that bike. Yeah. I don't, the high school kids, though, are, are pretty skinny. Are they? Yeah. He's smuggling them hamburgers on yeah. the side. Listen, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if you need this or not. And but. they eat. Oh, my gosh. You watch those kids eat, shoveling and, it in. Oh, to be young again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, and it's a new girl. It's not the one that broke up with him. She, has she come no. back at all? No. She hasn't? No. I, and I haven't asked him about her to see if they're still friends yeah. or what. Yeah, because it doesn't matter. Yeah. I don't want to open any scabs. Hey, how's that girl that dumped you? Yeah. She got married yet? Do you yeah. have a new boy? Yeah. Uh, it seems to me in version 1.0 of this, we talked about Halloween decorations somehow too. So let me just cram that in here. What yeah. about Halloween decorations <laughs> in you? Nope. Don't do them anymore. Yeah. How about your new marriage? Uh, We're trying coming. to fit it all in. It's here. coming. Yeah. We got to make sure we hit all the points. <laughs> oh, so here's this. I didn't mention this when we did this version 1.0. Um, my soon to be wife is a little freaked out. Oh, and about what? Just that it's that it's real and that's happening. She's never been married before. Yeah. And the thing for me is, and everyone don't get me wrong as far as this goes, but when before I got married the first time, I worried a lot. I worried, you know, how am I going to make sure that this works out? And, you know, what, we, uh, all these things, right? What happens if she gets sick? What happens if all this stuff, right? Um, that marriage did not work out. Um, Obviously. I want you to picture in your mind a dumpster fire yeah. in that... <laughs> <laughs> that was what that was Have like. Have you ever seen two trains crashing into each other yeah. full speed? Yeah. Uh, that would be that on a good day. <laughs> um, but as I've looked at this the second time, because I'm, I'm, I'm one who is prone to get a little anxious, to get a little, uh, you know, nervous, a little uh, anxiety about the whole thing. Mm-hmm. I, I, as I've thought about it, I'm just like, you know what? Here's the deal. I love her and she loves me, but if this doesn't work out, I made it through before, I'll be just fine. Mm-hmm. And that's not something that I can, you know, parade around w- when I'm with her, right? Like, hey, we'll do our best. And if it doesn't, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> if it doesn't and, work out, I'm working on some other side projects. Yeah, no, so all I'm ab- ready. Absolutely not. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But, <laughs> but, but like really, whereas the first time I was like live or die and, right. and, and, and quite frankly, Part of the um, the damage that was done was because of that, you know, I'm not going to get divorced kind of mentality. Should have pulled the plug a lot earlier. Wasn't being treated the way that I needed to be treated. It was in many ways uh, abusive and toxic and, you know, all those kind of buzzwords. But really was not the thing that, that I needed uh, to have. And so this time around, I'm just like, yeah, let's just... 
let's just do it. And let's I get love married. you. And yeah, let's let's go. So uh, I, I'll be interested to see if I get panicky between now and then. We're less than two weeks, as I mentioned. And uh, yeah, I don't I don't know. I just wow. I'm excited. Uh, the uh, we I know you didn't get an invitation, and I just want l- to let you know that there is an invitation coming. But this particular um like when we get married and have this little party this is family only right and then uh in the early spring we're gonna have uh, a party where we ask everyone except for their kids uh, to come Mm -hmm. i'm gonna get a food truck or a couple i'm gonna get some of my dj friends or a lot of them and uh we're gonna just do we're gonna rent some crappy dance hall and just do like a three or four hour dance and just just have a blast. So, yeah. so, uh, so, so that's sort of the party plan of this whole thing. This, this, what we're doing now is for the family. Uh, we're honeymooning in the New England states, which is awesome. Flying in uh, red eye to Boston and going up to Bar Harbor, which is apparently how you say Bar Harbor. Uh, Bar Harbor. I'm yeah. going to the uh, town that Crab Apple Cove from Mash was based on in Ooh. Maine. Going to. Uh, Ben and Jerry's ice cream factory. I'm one of our nights that we're staying there. We're staying in an Airbnb and it's a lighthouse that was converted wow. into an apartment. So it's silly and ridiculous and, and it, hopefully it won't be cold, but we're going to go check out the leaves of the new England States and just, wow. just have a blast. And I, I told you before, I'm excited for you because I was around for your first marriage Yeah, and the demise yeah. and the in-between. And so I'll be there, there for the, the day. So you were there for the day after we got married. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> uh huh. Uh-huh. For the wedding. Uh, but but this one, your your whole demeanor and 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 attitude and seems like your relationship because I've met her mm-hmm. a few times. Mm-hmm. Um, just seems very like normal and natural and comfortable and. Yep. Looking forward to it. I don't feel comfortable. I don't feel uncomfortable around you two. It's just like hey, here's a couple that's like totally happy. Are you meaning to tell me that you felt uncomfortable around me and my ex-wife? I did. <laughs> uh, the other thing I'll say is she is she has been all over me. We're doing vows, so she's not a member of the church, so we're not getting married in the temple. Although I love when people ask me that question because I work at BYU, and, uh-huh. and and most people in our ward assume that she is a member of the church. What temple are you guys getting married? Well, I mean, unless they change the rules, not so. Um, but we're gonna have vows as part of our wedding ceremony, and uh, she has started writing hers. I have not started writing started. mine. Started. How long is it going to take? Well, that's the thing. Like I said, hey, give me an idea of like, are we writing a dissertation vows? Are we, you know, and I actually asked her, I said, give me a word count when you finally get yours done. So I know about what I'm looking at. So, I mean, like two, three, four minutes, maybe. But she's so anxious for me to have them done. She said she will not marry me if I write them the day of. (laughs) Well, you've got an out. Yeah. (laughs) I get to the day of. Yeah, sorry. I wanted to, guys. I really wanted to do this. This is on her. Um, So I've decided that I am going to write my vows in advance and then mail them to myself so that the postmark comes and the envelope is Uh sealed. And then that will be a part of my presentation of my vows there at the ceremony. Oh, yeah. So I can be like... I like that. You know, do the old Uh Johnny Carson... the ways in which I love you. And then, you know, open uh-huh. it up a little Carmack. Is that what that character yes. was? Yeah, yep. Carmack. So uh, looking forward to that. That wedding date is the 9th of October. Wow. Coming close. Should we make sure that this recorded? Oh, yeah, yeah. did this record? And then we'll come back and do actual articles of news. Imagine running a small business today. It's challenging. Imaging and internet presence is an absolute must. Even with that, you're still a small star in a bright cyber universe. Now, imagine you have someone who understands how to get your site designed for your talents and then easily searched by potential clients. Imagine Lennon Design. Whether it's strictly a website or a whole package of logo creation, advertising media, and promotional materials, Lennon Design is your partner in business. They'll test the boundaries of their imagination to create something unique for you. 
When you need creative, affordable design, let it be Lennon Design. Call 801-699-3022 or visit LennonDesign.com. Hey, this is Dan, the Laptop Man from PC Laptops. Are you experiencing panic attacks, nausea, or diarrhea? Is your computer not turning on? Is it running super slow? Is your internet crawling? Or is it just randomly crashing? You could be suffering from ICS, Irritable Computer Syndrome. I want you to ask yourself, when was the last time you had your PC cleaned? Over time, Windows, updates, spyware, malware, and dangerous viruses will make your computer run like crap. You need to bring in your laptop or desktop PC, no matter what brand it is, and let me run a 100% free virus scan, malware, and spyware scan on your computer. Don't wait and risk losing everything. Now, why are we doing this for free? Because we want to impress you so much that if you or any of your friends or family need a computer, service, or phone repair, you come to PC Laptops first. Get into any one of our locations right now or check us out at PCLaptops.com. PC Laptops, where computers start at $7.99. PC Laptops, we love you. I want to take a quick second and talk to you about Best DJ in Utah now in its second year. Last year, I went to Washington to Roche Harbor and did a gorgeous wedding. This year, I'm slated to go to Moab to go to Denver to do weddings. And guys, it couldn't be going any better. Thanks in large part to folks like yourself, people who are listening to this and say, you know what, I need a wedding or a mobile DJ for something, and then reach out to me. You can go to bestdjinutah.com. You can find me on all of the social medias at Richie T. Stedman, or you can certainly just send me an email, Richie, R-I-C-H-I-E-T as in tough guy, Stedman, S-T-E-A-D-M-A-N at gmail.com. I would love to see what I could do to make your event that much better. Whether it's a party or the biggest day of your life, you need the best DJ in Utah. And like I said, it doesn't have to be in Utah. It can just be the best DJ in Utah. I don't know. Now we start to get into like the technical things. It's bestdjinutah.com. The Cultural Hall wants you to help Utah Food Bank fight hunger statewide. Through your donations of food, time, or money, Utah Food Bank is able to distribute over 31 million meals annually to Utahns facing hunger. Even a $1 donation can be turned into $7.35 of goods and services. One in five children in Utah could go to bed hungry tonight, and 423,000 Utahns are unsure where their next meal will come from. By donating food at your local pantry or by visiting utahfoodbank.org, you can make a difference. Time for the second half of Articles of News, wherein we do actual articles of news. Hit it, Peter. You can't lose articles of news. I want to start off with this email. I got this by contact at theculturalhall.com. That's how they sent it to me, and that's how I'll read it. I will keep name out of it because this individual did not tell me that they could that we could use their name, but... Uh, says as follows inspired exclamation point i just started listening to your podcast it's a show available in podcast form but you're new so i'll give you that right. uh, yeah, i'll give you that show. uh i'm not sure how i missed 344 episodes i say 344 because i picked marnie brown's uh episode out of the blue this morning that's episode number 345 uh she says Oh, now I said that this is a she. It is a she. That's the most Uh-oh. I'll say about it. After listening, I know why. Her story brought up feelings from my past, and it was great to feel them again in a weird way. My husband and I did not have a pornography... Uh, my husband and I did not have a pornography addiction that was killing our marriage. I was not betrayed in the sense of living a lie. However, I was miserable and my husband even more so. This is not something I talk a lot about because I want to protect my husband from the judgment and criticism that others would place. I really appreciated Marnie's story, her her honesty, her kindness, and her outlook. We need more people to be open about marital problems because we all have them. Some may be harder than others, but the ups and downs are in fact that and part of marriage. My experience was the most devastating and yet the most miraculous time in my life to this point. To know couples are going through or have gone through such a difficult time as I is almost incomprehensible to me. Yet, there it was this morning with Marnie. My husband was in the army for 22 years. I was by his side the whole way. He was gone from our family, sometimes years at a time. I was a single mom who had a paycheck coming in every month. We did our best, tried to live the gospel, do the best that we could. However, our best was pretty rocky. After he retired, he started working overseas. Uh, After going to war in the army on the front lines and then seeing war as a contractor, it finally caught up to him. 
I had no idea that he was suffering from PTSD until one phone call changed my life. It was then uh, she realized that she had a serious problem, but the pain didn't stop there. It continued for years until something had to change. Our marriage was coming to an end. Fast forward three years after we split, we're still together. We have a great marriage. It's the best it's ever been. We still have our ups. We still have our downs, but we can work through them in healthy ways. Finally, after 36 years of marriage, five kids wow. and three and a half grandkids. Wow. I don't, I don't know. Maybe it's a short kid. Yeah. <laughs> We're truly enjoying life. I now understand the atonement like never before. I understand it's for everyone. It offers hope, grace, sometimes after after long suffering, but it is by far one of the greatest gifts given to my family. My marriage turned out differently than Marnie's, and yet I feel a connection based on those feelings that she had during her time of heartache. There are some pretty amazing women in this world. Thanks for the great podcast. Again, it's a show. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> There, there are other uh, podcasts, and they are just podcasts. Uh-huh. who hate that I do that, so I like to dwell on it. Uh, I love listening to others telling stories and sharing their testimonies of the gospel. I'm looking forward to listening to their and other shows. So thank you very much for sending that email. You can do so as well. Contact at theculturalhall.com. I'll let you take the first news story. Wow, cool story. Um, I'll get this one out of the way because it's a, a, a sad story. That happened here in Utah. Um, a normal Saturday morning when Austin Patton, uh, newlywed, was married this last June. Uh-huh. Uh, he's a triathlete. Okay. Um, so is that where the story is coming from? He's a friend. Triathlete uh, He's actually friend. not a friend. I know who he is, but he's not a friend of mine. Is he faster or slower than you? Uh, I don't know. Okay. Uh, Everybody knows that you know, but it's fine if you don't want well, to divulge it here. Well, no, this isn't. So this story is not a happy story. It, it will be, but it, it's not. It's a rough one. Um, he went. He got up early to take his car uh, to the shop to get some work done. Mm. Attached his bike to the back so he could drop off the car and ride the bike home. Sure. And two miles away from home, uh, coming down a hill here in Utah. Ugh. Jeep pulls in front of him. A Jeep? Yeah. Okay. Uh, coming up the hill. The sun had come over the mountains because it was morning. Didn't see him. Yeah. Um, caused nine broken ribs, a ruptured bladder, dislocated ankle, broken pelvis, and some more gruesome injuries. It also broke his spine. Mm. So paralyzed. So paralyzed from the navel down. Uh, so this was uh, two months after he was married. Mm. Um, works for Costa Vida. It's a, a, a restaurant. restaurant. It's like Cafe uh, Rio, which again, if you're not from the Intermountain West, you maybe not know. To say, I don't know if that's just a Utah restaurant, Costa no, Vida. Intermountain West. Uh, it's uh, it's your burritos and rice and beans. Yeah. I, so he was a. So why I mentioned them is that they have been really good to him saying you know you've always got a job here sure and they have coming up at several locations it's like every when does it here a couple weeks they are doing or they've got four of them coming up different locations they're doing a fundraiser you go in your meal um goes towards his gofundme campaign and some of his uh you know he's got a lot of medical bills with this he's still in the hospital yeah university of utah and um just working to come back you know, it's interesting. So a couple of things that I take away from this. One is that people, you know, like our friend, the uh, the Spores family over in England, they're like, well, great, Brother oh, yeah. Kyle. Thanks. I can't go to Costa Vida and donate to this. But I think that there's a, a couple of things to take away from it. One, there is likely a family like Austin's family in your community. So maybe you don't know him and maybe you're not going to throw your support to him. Um, but there is certainly someone surrounding you that could benefit from that. That's one takeaway for me. Uh, the second one that that really is probably more is you never know. When he went out that morning getting his car worked on, threw his bike on the back, you know, I'm sure that he was wearing a helmet. And if he wasn't, it, I mean. He was. In, neither here mm-hmm. nor there. Although wear a helmet if you ride a bike, you would be the first one to tell people that, I'm sure, Kyle. Um, but it, it's not something that he or his now spouse anticipated but but they're able to he's able to be alive but you never you literally never know what life will treat you so i've been thinking a lot about recently uh, just about you know if, if today if i got the to the end of the day and for some reason i went to sleep tonight and that was the end of my days would i be happy of how i spent my last day 
And I and I can say honestly, as I sit here and uh, and as we talk, um, I I have started to do things a little different. I still go to work, which is not my favorite thing, but you know, I've started <laughs> yeah. to to treat people just a little more different, knowing that, you know, I I may go to walk my dog or you know any number of things, any mundane activity, and my life could completely change if not yeah. end within it. And I, you know, I have that all the time because I'm, you know, a a real pessimist, but <laughs> quite frankly, <laughs> I will spit up. Yeah. Uh, but I, I'm terrified of that because of the activities that I'm involved in and my son and my plus one are, are things that high risk activities. things like this happen all the time. Uh, and the, part of the reason I mentioned this story, you know, where I mentioned it in our show here, uh, they met at church. They're both returned missionaries, members of the church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And, uh, so yeah, it gives you something to think. And, and he said how great his wife Jill was that she has, Stayed by him two two months into your marriage, and, and it's you, completely changed. And you and you hope, um, you know that those people that are surrounding him are really going to be there for him. That they're gonna they're gonna rally around not not just the ward, not just the the neighborhood, but but I can't imagine what that would be like. I mean, literally, think about it today. You love your bike. I would dare say maybe more than your son, or at least neck and neck with your son <laughs> and your bike. If you weren't ever able to ride again, that yeah. would that would be not only hard because of whatever that physical challenge that you have is, but so much of your identity is within, you know, you're a member of the biking community. You, you know, the things that you find um, spiritual, you know, those moments of solace that you get at the end of a bike, yeah. that, that could completely change. Yeah. My, I would have to find a whole new uh, identity. For myself yeah i think about that i yeah. do and you'd have to buy your own waffles that you don't bring uh, i know i'm sure they would dump me in a heartbeat they're out uh anyway i just think that that it, it it's just a, a story that we maybe hear a lot right an accident yeah it's unfortunate and then we just sort of move along with our day but i but i but i hope that we don't get so jaded or so callous to the point that sometimes we can't you know when we hear that story that we can't just go, oh, okay. Yeah, that needs to be more than just just a story that I'm hearing. It needs to have impact on it. This is kind of an interesting story. I got this from LDS Living. It's out of uh, Klamath Falls, Oregon. It's now a little bit old, but um, there are six Latter-day Saint missionaries. They're hanging out. Uh, the homeowner decided to remove a gun from a display case. Hey, guys, check out my cool okay. gun. Sure. Showing it off to the missionaries. It's my six-shooter. I don't actually know if it was a six-shooter, but in my mind, that's kind of what I... Look at how fast I draw. It's the only gun I know. Yeah, right? Six-shooter. Wow, you got the... Uh, and I know an AK-47. Yeah, and an AR-15, because they kill thousands of people in this country every year. We can't get rid of them. Uh, <laughs> uh, crap. Anyway, it was loaded. This gun oh, was loaded, oh. apparently. All right. A nine-millimeter... Uh, was the kind of gun that it was a uh, nine millimeter bullet. It passed through the homeowner's hand. So the one that was showing him, Hey guys, there's my gun. So mm -hmm. you would think that he would probably know that it was loaded. Still, it went off of that. It hit uh, a missionary on the right forearm. So it went through the guy's hand, through the hand into the missionary, right off the missionary's right forearm, which then ricocheted off of the elder's arm and off of his collarbone before hitting a sister missionary in the abdomen. Like a cartoon. You yeah. Know? You know, back in the day? there. Now, luckily, we, we can have a little bit of fun with this. Uh, none of the injuries were life-threatening. They're all expected to recover 100%. They'll have some scars, obviously. So we can have a little fun with this. But don't doesn't that, you remember, like the old Saturday morning cartoons? Yeah. Where the gun the goes off. ricocheting and, around. Boom, 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 <laughs> and you're like, that doesn't happen in real life. <laughs> Sure With, it does. It, and it did to those folks. Here's the deal. Uh, maybe not guns, sisters and elders. Like, maybe not. Like, maybe... I know you're hey. looking for things to talk about, yeah. but maybe not... Can we see your guns? I mean... <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh... We and probably a member of the church. I don't know. The story doesn't indicate. But with six missionaries there, you would think that it was probably a member that was feeding missionaries. Right. Or hosting, anyway. 
but maybe <laughs> but maybe like like as a good hard fast rule and i know that there are some uh there are some folks that that uh listen to the cultural hall who feel very differently about guns uh than i do and that's great i welcome you in fact i love it when you email me dave was one who emailed me uh, a couple weeks ago and shared his thoughts on guns and gun control and all that stuff but like like as a good as a good solid rule almost like a um you know wearing a helmet when we ride a bike can we just have like the first thing when there's guns around like everyone should know how to know if a gun has a bullet in it mm-hmm. like th- i feel like that should be like wearing a helmet common knowledge that's a gun. Well, I found the gun. The gun's in the drawer. The Guys, I want to show you this gun. Whatever it is, I feel like we all should be able to look at said gun and determine there is a bullet in that gun. This is a danger or more dangerous situation than if there were not and be able to disarm it. Do you think that that's too much to assume yeah, that it's everyone a, should know how to remove bullets from a gun. Right. Or re- when you first get out, super careful. Is it or bullets? Is the safety on? Yeah. Is it where's it pointed? As as like as like as common as changing a tire. You don't have to have a gun, but but you should know. Hey, this is the safety on a gun. You should know that. Even if you hate guns, you should know that. This is how you could tell if there is a bullet in the chamber. You should know what that means. Mm-hmm. Just as like a basic knowledge. Before you graduate from high school, all you ever learned you needed to learn, you learned in kindergarten. Maybe that's too young. But it just as a common knowledge thing, I feel like having that would be a good thing, to, probably. Yeah. Probably. I have learn. no knowledge. I'm terrible with gun knowledge. You, you fired them before. I've I'm fired sure. one before. Sure. Long time ago, do you yeah. Think, do you think that you could disable uh, a gun if you needed to? Mm, if I looked at it and it had like, you know, safety on off yeah. and I could see it, then yeah. If yeah. I had to get the bullets out, maybe not. Yeah. I uh the the more I the more I think about it and and again, I welcome Dave's email. We're gonna do a, a gun and gun episode here at the Cultural Hall in the coming weeks. Uh, I appreciate those who love guns. I appreciate guns in general for the safety they bring, the peace of mind, even, you know, for some that don't have uh, have and have never used them, just have one and they feel, you know, uh, more protected or more safe or whatever the things are. I just feel like we need to not fear them. And so I hope I never in my liberal bent ways, I hope I never um, come across that that we need to fear a gun. Mm-hmm. We should know it. We should respect it. Respect its power of life and its ability to take away life, and and be at least educated as far as that goes. Um, have you? Uh, are you within a position in the church that you need to do the new training for the uh, youth? No. So I have not done it yet. Do you need to? Yes, I have to do it by Sunday. Oh, yeah. And, and, and like a <laughs> like a like a credit card company. Uh, wanting to get their their minimum payment, I am getting uh, a constant interaction from the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints wow. in an effort to keep everybody safe. We're really trying to do this. Please log on. Do you have any questions? Is there an inability to be able to do this? Could you, you know, all of these things uh, to make sure that I do this? So a strong effort made. Uh, at least maybe it's on my ward or stake level. I would like to think that it's within the church, but certainly um, within like my registration within LDS tools, it is, hey, have you done the training yet? Get on. Get online and do the training. So I'm doing that this weekend. Jealous? Yes. <laughs> it's 30 minutes. I know a lot of people feel like it should That's be longer. That's not too bad. That's 30 minutes longer than I've ever spent learning about how I can keep kids safe. So, right. So I'll take it and hopefully be able to uh to learn more about it and 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 understand it and and help keep kids safe and look for those situations where kids may not be safe. Um but yeah, it it really is. I'll have to show you my history uh on my email. Hey, have you done this yet? Hey, don't know if you have any questions about this. Maybe it's wanted, just you. Wanted to see, hey, do you, you know, <laughs> very very serious uh stuff. And it should be I mean, it's the lives of of the youth of the church. 
Uh, have you seen any of the new Book of Mormon videos? I haven't yet. Oh, come on, Brother Kyle. I know. You know, they didn't learn the lesson from Netflix. Um, I feel like they should have dropped the whole Book of Mormon at the same time. Um, they're going to just be releasing them on Fridays uh, for the next several weeks. But you can uh, you can uh, be able to start viewing them. They're about 20 minutes long or so, maybe a little less than 20 minutes. Uh, gives you an idea of the time. These are these were filmed down in Goshen, or if mm-hmm. you're from outside of Utah, Goshen, uh, Goshen, Utah. They made a big kind of set. Uh, you might see the cultural halls own Molly Jenny, uh, if you don't blink, and if you could see through a person. Apparently, <laughs> she's in a particular scene where you can't see her, but she's like, I was there. You see that arm? That's my arm. Um, but I think that she'll be in some future episodes as well. It's uh, it's sort of not a retelling of, of the Book of Mormon stories, but a visualization of... Um, of the Book of Mormon. It's distracting for me. I don't care for them. I love that they're there. I think that they serve the purpose and I think that's brilliant. But, uh, and this is no sort of brag because these are, you know, people in a church video, but I know most of the people in the church video. And so as I, as I watch, like I just, I can't disconnect the individuals from who, who I know them to be and how oh, they, yeah. you know, and how yeah. they are, right? Like I had a friend who played Joseph Smith a couple of years ago in a video, and I was like, "That's not Joseph, that's Danny." I can't. <laughs> I, I want to be inspired right now, but I'm like, I went to college, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, so uh, they're great. Are are they perfect? Are they exactly how it was? No, they're not, because we don't know. But, you know, the church has spent a lot of money and, and went to a lot of work to try and give that. And, and to the people that are maybe trying to understand a little bit more, I think having that visualization that a video can give you more than a book, especially if you get lost in the language. If yeah. you're new to the church, you're trying to figure out what and it came to pass means and, you know, these and those and that stuff. I think it can give you a pretty good idea. Um, but, yeah, they'll be unloading them or releasing them every Friday. I'm waiting for the end so I can see what happens. <laughs> well, you're going to have to wait a long time yeah, because yeah. we don't know. Well, what? Spoiler, Brother Kyle. <laughs> I would love it if they did a little nod and like halfway through, you know, they do a little dragon like the people of <laughs> Jerusalem. A dragon! They're like, no, 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 just kidding. Just making sure you were all paying attention. Okay, now back to the Book of Mormon. Uh, I, but I also too, and if anyone is listening to this, I would love to be able to go down to the set and be able to check that out. I think that would be fun. I'd even do an episode down there and talk about the videos. So if anyone here in the cultural hall, whether you're a lifer or a convert has a connection to that, I would love to go down and check that out. Uh, what news stories do you have? So I've got mostly sports stories today. And not, not on purpose, but I got to talk about this guy, another member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. You love a sport, so do but it. I love sports. So don't worry, I got basketball coming up for you real sports fans. <laughs> oh. Uh, Ian Ferris, Utah native. Uh, he's an athlete. Now, let me tell you what he does. He does endurance sports. Last so weekend. not really an athlete. Right. Kind of a, <laughs> a skinny sissy guy. Last weekend uh, here in Utah were two big endurance events that people come to from around the country to participate in. There was what we call the Wasatch 100. It's a 100-mile run. Too much. Yeah. It, I'm, I mean, and I'm being serious. Like, I, I know that in years from now, if they're not already saying it already, that, like, that's, that is too much for the human body, isn't it? Oh, they say it right now. They say anytime you do an Ironman triathlon, it takes X amount of time from your life. Okay. Yeah, so it's it's true. Same weekend um, was also a race that I've done a few times called uh, Latoja, and it goes from Logan, Utah, to Jackson Hole, Wyoming. It's a bicycle oh, pedaling contest. Oh, I thought that didn't happen anymore. I thought they canceled it. Or no, it's still going happen. strong, okay. unfortunately. Uh, unfortunately. And that's 201 miles. Why is that unfortunate? Oh, I don't care for the race. <laughs> I, have some pers- too, I have some personal issues. Too hard? I don't think what? we should get into it. Okay, all right. <laughs> so... Uh, the Wasatch 100 running race begins very early on Friday morning. Because it's still pretty warm. Is heat the issue or because it's such uh, a long because race? Because it's a long race uh, and they have they want people done before the end of the weekend. Okay. Uh, Ian Ferris has won this race before. 
So he secretly decided to do this these two races because Logan to Jackson begins Saturday morning okay. at approximately 8 to 9 a.m., depending okay. on when your start time is. Uh-huh. So he set out to do both. So he ran the 100 miles, finished fourth, Jeez. did it in, uh, what was the time here? Tw- uh, but uh, I can't find it. But anyway, with just enough time, he but hopped he in. Fini- yeah, he finished fourth he fin- in the race. Yeah, so finished fourth, running 100 miles, oh hops in a car, drives three and a half hours, sleeping till he gets at eight o'clock to the start line and just makes the start time. Then does Logan to Jackson, uh-huh. 200 plus miles. Well, it's on a bike, so he's just sitting. Right. <laughs> uh, so so that's not all. Let's make this triathlon. He makes it to church 9 a.m. Sunday no, morning. Yes, he gets no, to church on time, early no, morning church. No, that's not true. That is true. That is This true? is absolutely true. Huh. Yeah. I feel like you... <laughs> what, what's his name again? Ian Ferris. Ian. Like, how do you know which one's Ian? He's the guy that's hunched over, who can't walk, who's making his way into sacrament meeting, and then just stays for all of the wards that worship in the chapel that day because he can't right. get up. <laughs> Ian, you stand for the next one? Uh, well, I don't feel like I have a choice. I'm working to stand I, up. Right. I put this story on our Facebook page uh-huh. um, and, and because I told people they should save a seat for him. Uh-huh. On the and, back row so he can <laughs> lay down and take a nap. Yeah. The poor guy. I'm here in spirit and in body, but the body ain't willing. Uh, and you said you don't know him? I don't. Oh. Nope. I'd love to He's... talk to him because there's, there's got to be something a little crazy. Oh, for sure. Yeah. You know? Like whether he's uh, what's the hormone when you run? You're, the endorphins. Yeah, the endorphins. Uh-huh. Like if he's an endorphin The running addict. high. Yeah. Yeah. Something. Hey, sweetheart. Come pick me up here. Oh, yeah, what are you doing? Run 100 miles and then biking for 200. <laughs> I also hoped that the end of that would have been like, and then he swam the Pacific Ocean, right? Like some sort of ridiculous, like he swam from the shore right. to Antelope Island here in Salt Lake. Well, the in the Salt story, Lake. somebody, you know, joke said, hey, why don't you go swim the English Channel before that? And his wife said, don't give me any ideas yeah. because he's just dumb enough. He'll do something like that. <laughs> Goodbye, sweetheart. <laughs> And you got to love that. He's just dumb enough. Oh, this next story. Not great. A content warning for anyone who uh, has younger ears listening. Um, the the uh, details for this continue to come out. Uh, Paul Burdick, do you know who this is? He's the driver's ed teacher in Portland. Uh, he was also the bishop of the Hillsborough Ward. When I heard Hillsborough, I thought of the Hillsborough Ward in Ohio. This is Oregon. Uh, he was um, not only a driver's ed teacher, but also the bishop. Apparently, there have been 20 victims that have come forward at the publication of this who uh, experienced the terrible parts of Bishop Burdick. Burdick. He... Um, when, when he was teaching them how to drive, he had them alone in the car. It was an opportunity for him to, uh, in some cases, touch oh, them inappropriately. Right. In other cases, um, ask them to do things that were inappropriate. Uh, one such thing was um, he would ask the female drivers to perform jumping jacks and try and record it on his cell phone. Uh, the article... Um, indicates that he was a bishop and uh one thing that i don't think that we stress enough because you, you know the automatic thing for the cultural hall is we go you know make sure that you don't trust anyone right we kind of give that caveat right like that that can be anyone who could do something like this any bishop um any person <clears throat> in leadership or just really any person mm-hmm. so always be guarded but something that i don't think that we do enough is that there are a lot of uh, bishops, high counselors, uh, all of these folks who will never do anything like this, who will never be inappropriate, who will never, you know, put themselves in bad situations with those that are uh, minors in just in bad situations in general. It is a shame to me that the ones that get uh, the focus are those who uh, act inappropriately and negatively, because I think we could celebrate. Um, those who do it well, who uh, are, you know, spiritual shepherds for those um, that may be struggling, who are, act in the name of Christ and be, and be able to lead those people 
in a way that Im- improves their life. Uh, I love those individuals and I've had some bishops in my life that have done that. I've had some not great bishops. I've never encountered anything like that. Um, but, but I think it, it is worth that warning on the other side, you know, Hey, be safe just because someone is a something doesn't mean that you're, you know, you don't, you need to let that guard down, but that there are a lot of people who are really great at what they do and will never, um, never disrespect you, never take advantage of you. So it's that sort of line that we walk, just always be careful. But I I, I felt compelled for whatever reason to say, you know what? Not everyone's bad. So, So kudos to you that, that spend your time, your time away from your family, uh, time away from doing what other passions you might have and serving for the Lord uh, oftentimes only to be criticized because those of your peers would do terrible things. And don't get me wrong, what that bishop in the Hillsborough Award did is in fact terrible. But most most of them, way more, are really great people. Yeah. Yeah. Just have to watch out for that guy. Is the reason why you don't want to get married is because you don't want to be a bishop, Kyle? Is that a fear you have? Is that yes, why you're <laughs> that's exactly <laughs> I you know what, I could commit you to a six week mission and I have. Mm-hmm. I would never yeah. commit you to being a bishop. And <laughs> they would never ask me to ne- be a bishop. And there's and that's no knock on you. I want you to know that. There are people that would serve great in that calling and that is not you. Mm. What? You don't think I would be? I no. think it would be great. No, I don't think you would be. Why? Uh, but let me say this. I can think of no greater young men's president than you. Because as much as you try and, and come off as like, a, oh, okay. And I don't know what that is. What about young women's president? You can't Why be a young have to be young president? men's president? Because you're a dude. So? We still keep it that way. Oh. Dudes for dudes. Ladies for ladies. All right. Um. But I, I couldn't think of no one that would be better at that position than you. I because can. It, because as much <laughs> as you, you put up the front, you don't have to do scouts anymore. Yeah. Um, but you truly would have what is best in mind. And you've seen some crap. So you'd be able to help them and be genuine about it. And I think that's something that kids attach to. So, Bishop, no way. I, you know, when I was uh, a scout leader uh-huh. many years ago, I've run into, in fact, just recently... Uh, some of the kids that were my scouts then, uh-huh. and and man, did we have a, a good time seeing each other again. Cool. Like, great memories, and they were so happy to see me, and I was thrilled to see them. Like, they're old and married now. <laughs> that's how long, seriously, that's yeah. how long ago it was. Uh, but, but man, good memories from that. One of them puts his arm around you and is like, have you thought about getting married again? You're like, who are you? You were my young man. What? Uh, what other news stories do you have? More sports, I'm sure. I got another sports one. I do. Do it. Yeah, you want that one? Uh, Do it. So Mark Madsen, he is the new uh, head coach of the Utah Valley men's basketball program. And we bring this up because the old uh, Utah Valley men's basketball coach is the new BYU head basketball coach. That's right. So they took him and then they had to replace him. And Mark Madsen, a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, And the reason I bring up this story is just that, I mean, there's a point to it there that he's a new basketball coach, but... Um, recently, there was an interview, uh, Christine Leahy, who I don't know. Evidently, she's an interviewer. Mm-hmm. She was interviewing, did a long interview with uh, Shaquille O'Neal, who used to be a bas- basketball player. Now he's a policeman. Is he? <laughs> don't you remember? I, he I, was a policeman for a short oh, time. That's right. I, and now he owns uh, Domino's Pizzas. And from he's what I've a seen commentator. The yeah. He has back pain, and you can <laughs> buy a patch. Oh, yeah. And he, he sells insurance. Yeah. With the general. <laughs> So he sat down for this interview and went on a long thing about Mark Madsen. So Mark Madsen used to be a professional basketball player. Played for the Lakers, I think. Yeah, with Shaquille O'Neal. And Shaquille O'Neal went on about what a great guy Mark Madsen is. Hmm. He took him out and bought him a suit. He took him out and helped him buy a car. Wait, Shaq bought Shaquille O'Neal. Yeah, bought Mark a suit. Said, "Let me take you to my tailor, who will give you a deal and make you a heck of a nice suit." And he's like, "I know Mr. Mac. I don't need you to introduce me." Right. He says, "I can get three, (laughs) and get the fourth one for a dollar." Right. Uh, And a car. So he like took him on his wing, and he said, "Because he was such a good guy, he said, I like when we would travel, I wouldn't let him be on certain floors." Because I knew that they were going to be partying. Didn't hmm. want him around it. Interesting. And So he protected him. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. And and just went on about what an 
you know, in this interview, just about what a, a great guy he was and how much he liked him. And huh. Really That's, cool story. I think it's so fascinating uh, hearing that. So with my old day job, um, you know, there would have been an opportunity for me to get into a lot of trouble. But when I started and they knew I was a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, beyond <laughs> that, they would not let me do a lot of things. Like if I was ever having a really? time of weakness, uh, you know, and... and I mean, there's not anything specific that comes to mind as far as that goes, but it was interesting. Once I had said that I was a member of the church, in a lot of cases, even if I was kind of feeling like, oh, but maybe I could, people that knew and knew me were like, no, 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 he doesn't do that. And I was like, well, I kind of wanted to do that. No, 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 he doesn't do that. Guys, I kind of, you know, they sort of made that choice for me. I mean, you were how old at the time? 20? 25 when I started. Wow. yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So not at a bright age of your life. Yeah. But but uh, but yeah, protected because they just knew, huh. and then they they would be like, oh no no, he's not going to do that. It's it's interesting because you know the very same thing for Shaq. Hey, I'm looking out for you. Yeah, and it, and just how much respect he had for him because of the lifestyle that he lived. Yeah, because of that. So future member of the church, Shaquille O'Neal. Possibly. I'll call it. I'm pointing to the <laughs> outfield. <laughs> I thought this was interesting. I found this uh, online. Uh, and by the way, most of these articles which we share, if you follow us on Facebook especially, you can see us uh, share these articles. Sometimes we have clever quips around the uh, subject matter. Other times it's just uh, the pretty straightforward part of the story. But there was a blessing for the ocean in Huntington Beach. That's a place you go quite a bit. I right? love Huntington Beach. Uh, gorgeous. Uh, people congregated at the Pier Plaza in Huntington Beach to pay tribute to the ocean. I know where that is, yeah. Uh, And it was interesting to me. They've done this now 12 years in a row, and they call it the Blessing of the Waves. And to me, it sounds like it's a bunch of guys that are like, whoa, yeah, dude, we're blessing the waves. Bunch of hippies praying for snow. Yeah. 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 Uh, It's a real religious service, and it's an interfaith um, event. There are people from Salem Ministries, uh, Zoroastrian Association of California, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, the Tolerance Foundation, the Huntington Beach Center for Spiritual Living, the Lutheran Church of the Resurrection, the Roman Catholic Diocese of Orange County, and the Baha'i Faith, as well as the Benai Zedek uh, Congregation. And so each of them took an opportunity and and blessed the waves. I think that's awesome. I, w- I want to go to that sometime because I know right where that is. And I, I can kind of see through the picture, too. I love that spot there. It seems it, it seems to me like if if no other reason, and there are lots of other reasons, but if no other reason to be able to associate with our friends, ugh, I hate this phrase, our friends of other faiths, but be able to mm-hmm. to meet together for a common thing, the waves, the earth, you know, which yeah. we've all been given stewardship and be able to relate with one another like that. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. Uh, let's go next year. You want to go? We'll go to yes. the 13th annual Blessing of the Waves. Okay. I could use a vacation. Okay, I'm there. I'll okay. do it. We'll make that part of your six-week mission. Instead of having it be six contiguous weeks, I'm just going to make you do something with me for 42 days. <laughs> something I'm, with you. Yeah, that'll be okay. one of 42, and we'll just knock the rest of them out. What else do you have? Uh, kind of dovetailing off that as far as you know, religions working together, uh, the the Catholic Church in the Philippines now has digitized records from its diocese and parishes dating back to the 1600s, courtesy of the LDS Church. Family Search, the Utah-based faith uh, genealogical arm, recently handed over 14 million images, wow. including birth, marriage, and death certificates, to the Catholic Bishops' Conference of the Philippines. Um, the documents date from 1614 to 2014. Uh, from the point of view uh, of safeguarding important church records, a delighted Archbishop Romelio Valles said, this is of great help to us. That's a, a lot. 400 years of uh, of records and millions. That's unreal. Four, 14 million images. Unreal. Do you, do you, I can't remember if we've talked about this. I know that I've talked a little bit about it here in the cultural hall. Do you do genealogy? Your family's done it all for you? My family does. My parents do. I don't. Yeah. I haven't. Have you ever gotten into it at all? No. At the slightest bit? I I just haven't. 
So I I want to uh, I love that I'm like your boss or something <laughs> telling me what to do. Yeah, constantly telling you, you know what you should do, brother Kyle. Here's the deal. Um I so I got the opportunity to do one of those DNA tests, which is pretty cool. Anybody mm-hmm. can do it. Uh if you wait till at this point wait till Black Friday cuz they'll do a Black Friday special. You can do it for like half off or something. Uh you know, you spit in a tube, they send it off, they tell you where you're from. But it also helps you get to be connected to people. That was sort of a fun first step for me. But um, uh, as we mentioned at the very top of this, uh, my wife-to-be, not a member of the church. So a lot of her uh, genealogy, a lot of her records haven't been done at all. So like even like her grandparents or Mm. great-grandparents. And so when we've gone to church together before, they do the, and the family history class will be happening in the second hour if people would like to attend. And um, so we went, and it was captivating because, you know, different people, not necessarily just members of the church, are uploading images, you know, like these ones that you were talking about. And I found... Uh, an image of, let me think of what he would be to me. My great grandfather used to own a clock shop uh, right off of State Street, right by where, if you live in Utah, right by where the Desert Star Theater is, which is fascinating because I've performed at the Desert Star Theater for like 20 years and it has always kind of felt like this sort of like home-like place. Then to find out that my grandpa had owned a shop across the street for huh. several years but then also to be able to see in his picture what you know what and how i get some of the characteristics that i have or like seeing my grandpa his son in him and and it's and it's crazy and so there have been uh, various things that, you know, just like they have been prompting me to make sure I get that training done. Uh, Ancestry.com is really good about trying to get you to come back to the website and, and to do more family history and stuff like that. They sent me a message the other day for the other side of my family, my mom's uh, grandfather. So my great grandpa on my mom's side. And uh, it's a picture of him, uh, I think, serving when he served a mission in England or something like that. And at the initial glance of that picture, it looked exactly like my grandpa. And hmm. I was like, that is crazy. You know, it's they're years apart and all these things, but the but the familial line of how very obvious it is that this person who I'm looking at is related to my grandpa and then, you know, down the line how that although diluted a little bit, how there are still some of that same structure within it. It, it kind of gets nerdy and, and, and fascinating for me like that. Now pivot to uh, my wife-to-be's experience with it. Like she's finding out the names of her great-grandparents and that, you know, that they changed the last name when they came to the United States and finding huh. out, you know, these occupations where it's like, did you know that uh, our great-grandpa was a shoemaker? Like all these different things. It is contagious if you get the chance to do it. Yeah, my my mother, who's really been into it, I actually, would think so. Actually, wrote, uh, put together for just our family a book, uh. complete with pictures of like her heritage, where she came from, back in New York, and um, the family back there, and what they did, and where they lived. I have it at home. I should look. I should yeah, look. You, should, you should check it out because it is. It's a thing that you go. Yeah. Cool, it, mom. It's, thanks. It's, thanks for the yeah. gift. Can we go to Disneyland next year instead? Yeah. And it's not like a giant novel with pages. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's very little writing and more pictures and that mm-hmm. and that are. In fact, at our family reunion a couple months ago, we had a uh, contest, which I forgot to look at the email and realize, <laughs> read this book and we'll have this contest, you know, with all questions about this, like Jeopardy, but with questions from this book. And of course, my son and I are like, wait, what? What yeah. are we doing? Yeah. Have we tried for that? Everybody's like, yes, we all know the answers. Forward me the emails, dad. <laughs> this is embarrassing. My son's like, what book? And I'm like, I have it at home. <laughs> Ixnay on the Ook Bay. We've seen it. Your mom comes from New York. I love it. I hope that there's within it a little audio packet of your mom saying things like, Hey, I'm walking here. <laughs> no, I wish. No. You would have opened that book if that were the case. But I do know that my great grandfather on her side bought his first home from the JCPenney catalog. <laughs> really? Yes. You know, uh, my house is a Sears catalog house. Or was it Sears? Yes, yeah, Sears. Sorry. Sears. Not- yeah. Sears or pennies, but yeah. Isn't that cool? 
Wow, yours is, huh? Yeah, yours in there. Yeah, I've seen the listing for my home in the old wow. nineteen, I think nineteen twenty four Sears catalog. And the way that this would work, history lesson. So the way that this would work, it there you could buy your home um, from the catalog, and 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 what you would do is you would say, I want to buy that home, and then uh, other like homes within the neighborhood would be Sears catalog homes as well. And so then what they would do is. I'm not sure if it was Sears or if they subcontracted it out or whatever, but like the bricklayer who laid the bricks at my house would get done at my house and go next door, who, which that home is also a Sears catalog home, and then would go to the next home and they would just go one after another and they would hire those contractors to do those various things mm-hmm. and just constantly be going. And, and they didn't have to draw new blueprints, just like, you know, a lot of neighborhoods will do that now, but it was from a catalog rather than... Yeah. You know, going to the going to the custom house and and picking out your home and your layout. Yeah. It's pretty cool. It's funky though to see now my home almost 100 years. I've uh made my way into most of my neighbors that have the same uh like home plan as me to see how different it has gone over the 100 years. Like what because I was able to look at the catalog, I oh, can know what it originally yeah. was and like mine uh, in the in the late 50s, they decided, you know what, rather than having the stairwell be in the back of the house and go up down upstairs or downstairs, like a split level, they decided to put the stairs smack in the middle of the house yeah. and, and move it that way. The, another neighbor never finished the basement. Like it's just, it's just kind of a fascinating thing to see what all people have done with that same, you know, original mm-hmm. uh, Sears catalog outline. Do you have other news stories? Uh, no, that's Will. That's it. All right. Yeah. Should we be done? Yeah. Let's hope this recorded, huh? Oh, man. <laughs> man. <laughs> How mad would you be? Uh, we hope that this episode has nourished and strengthened your body. We hope if you're sick or afflicted, you're, you can be well and listen next week. And uh, that when the time comes, you'll be able to travel home in safety. In the meantime, we'll be saving a seat for you. On the back row of the Cultural Hall. Save me a seat. It's sure to be neat. On the back row. Show.